Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's creepy stuff, and, and if any of this stuff is real, we live in a really terrifying place. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Supernatural Station. I'm your host, Roman Daniels. Joined with me is my twin brother, Jaron Daniels. we got some creepy stuff for you today, folks. Thanks for being a part of it. So what are we talking about today? It's kind of weird. Like It's one of those things I haven't really looked into too much myself, but... It's definitely in the same parameters of the things we are very interested in half the time because the Goat Man is a very strange story and there's less sightings than most other things we talk about, but it's definitely Which is why creepy. it's kind of like in the weird urban legend realm a little bit more than, than, you know, eyewitness, I feel like. It's more urban legend kind of creepy pasta, but, you know, we we do all these shows on purpose because we don't have all the answers and... and we haven't seen it, but there's probably somebody out here listening that's like, oh, I seen it. I saw the thing, yeah. you know? And if they have seen it, then I'm not going to say they're lying. You know, there's something to it if there's been sightings, right? Especially more than one in different locations. So there you go. Right. So according to Urban Legend, the Goat Man is a creature resembling a goat-human hybrid, often credited with canine deaths. So, you know, dogs and other things are, are dying near this thing. And it's purported to take refuge in the woods of Prince George's County, Maryland. So I think Maryland was one of the first places where people started seeing sightings. And if you if you go to like Google or DuckDuckGo, whatever service you use, if you go there and you type in um, like Maryland Goatman, um, you'll see an image which I don't I, it, I'm not sure if it's real or fake. I mean, it's kind of just it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, it could be faked because there's trees in front of it, like in the foreground. There's a few trees and stuff. And a lot of people look look at it and they call it like a, a Sasquatch goat or a goat Sasquatch or something. So it kind of has this Sasquatch body in the photo, but the head looks definitely like a goat and it's black in color and it's carrying something like an axe, which is a pretty common thing you'll hear in these stories. So, and that was in Maryland. Yeah, so a lot of the time the sightings are either goat face or human face with goat body. And if it has the goat face, it usually has a human body that's like distorted. So it's kind of weird. It's like a perfect mix of, you know, it's it's just the makings of a Batman villain. That's what I'm going to say. Pretty much. And it does remind me of like Greek mythology and Roman mythology. Like you have the, you know, the Minotaur, which is, you know, the half bull head or whatever. I think with I like the human that one body. the best of those 
creatures. Right. And then there's the centaur, which is like the, the horse body with the human upper torso and head, you know, and I, you know, what's, I don't know what to make of all these like chimera creatures. I mean, there's a chance that some of these things are real and just abominations created by something otherworldly. Um, we're coming from another world or possibly another dimension, but yeah, it's creepy stuff. And, and if any of this stuff is real, we live in a really terrifying place. Well, and this is the thing, government in general, they're always trying to make the ultimate soldier, right? So to go against these other countries, there's always so much war between humans, right? And so there's a chance that maybe one of these governments, similar to, we were just talking about this off air, like the Sasquatch thing in general, like there's right, programs. The Stalin, the Stalin regime back yeah. in the Soviet era. They were trying to create an ape-human hybrid, which, hey, who knows? Maybe that's what Sasquatch is. Who knows? I don't think that's the case, but... It definitely is a strange situation. Maybe they made a goat human too. Who knows? Right, and it, it reminds me of like the uh, the human pig hybrid that I think was common knowledge that came out. I think we talked about it on another podcast, but it came out recently that in China, of course, it's China. They created this kind of chimera of a of a pig and wasn't that and a human. recent story? It's recent. Yeah, it was like twenty nineteen or something like that. Did it survive? I don't know. I don't know. That's something we should look into. And if anybody knows that stuff, definitely send us um, some information, you know, because we, we're probably just talking about it without much knowledge. But if yeah. you have some knowledge, please uh, please send it our way because we'd love to, to kind of read up on it. I find it odd really quick that if it's like a pig man, pig human, um, like just on a belief level, that just seems so... I mean, we have similar organs, right? But to me, it just seems so weird. Like, how does something like that survive, you know? Yeah. It just seems it's I mean, abomination. The, the, <laughs> ape, the ape human makes a lot more sense because we're, you know, it seems like we share the DNA, right, of chimpanzees by like 99% or whatever. Yeah. It's like Dr. Connors on Spider-Man. There's no way he's going to become a lizard man. It just doesn't happen. Like, yeah, it's just too weird. You You're know? mixing warm-blooded with cold-blooded. It's just like it's it's fighting. All the systems within the body are, can, are constantly fighting each other. There's yeah, no joke's way. on you, super smart scientist. A normal guy sitting in his apartment is calling you out, bro. <laughs> Yeah, and you know the uh, the the Greek mythology has the what is it the satyr, which mm-hmm. looks like very much like what the Goatman is described to look like. And I just wonder because these are stories that the thing with the, all these old mythology stories is that it's like you really don't know if they're telling like the true truth. Maybe it's like a similar to like a Bible thing, you know, like where you know in the Bible we know that there's parallels that are, are being told to us sometimes, where it's not like an all this really happened. It's more like hey, this is a parable to what life is trying to teach us, you know. And I just wonder if that's like what this is, or if there's actual truth that these things actually existed and were like mischievous creatures, you know, like walking around the woods and like kind of seducing women because that's what their story Putting you in about. danger, being yeah. thieves. Like they would steal stuff Taking from Taking people and... captive and stuff like that, which sounds demonic to me. Also. It does, yeah. I mean, this one to me, like it, it's kind of hitting hard because it, it does feel demonic a little bit, which is um, something I try to stay away from on a spiritual level because I'm Christian. I believe in Jesus and stuff and it doesn't matter where you guys stand that way. I, I appreciate you guys being here. Exactly. Everybody, but, basically everybody's welcome no matter what your belief is and and we hope that we don't offend you based on what we're saying but and what our opinions are but that's what our show's about it's an opinion show pretty much and then we just cover stuff that we find on on the internet and stories we hear about yeah so we're happy you're here but this is just our opinions and kind of our beliefs that we tie into the show as well and the thing is is like with that being said i mean if there's this old these old stories right these old mythological creatures that are still hanging around it begs to differ makes me think i guess in general this flood has happened everybody knows there's evidence of the flood scientists will say it there was a flood oh yeah 
they just don't know where it came from, who did it, right? So if you believe in Jesus and stuff, you believe it was a certain way. If you believe it, blah, blah, blah. Well, and right? also, think about this. All of the Native Americans have a story of the flood. Exactly. All, all of like the ancient Hawaiians have a story about yeah. the flood. Most Natives all believe ancient it's... cultures have a story about the flood. Yeah, most Natives believe that Earth is a big turtle that like flips over on its back right. or moves a different way, and that's when floods happen and stuff, yep. which is super cool. Um, regardless to say, I mean, if there was a flood, there's a chance that like some of these creatures somehow pulled through. How weird would that be? And I mean, that's the whole reason for the flood, right? Was to destroy the abominations and the sin in the world right? Um, based on the Bible. And so who knows? It's weird. It's strange. I yeah, don't want to call God a liar, but I wouldn't myself. But I don't know what happened, you know? You know, and as I was doing research on this a little bit, especially when I was kind of diving into like the Seder and the Fawn, um, I was kind of like reading about it. And, you know, I, I was definitely thinking about Narnia for sure. You know, obviously there's the character in that that's, that is one of those characters, which I thought was interesting. But um, I was really thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, it's just... It reminds me of like pans stuff all the pan things you know like um when i was watching hellier if anybody's not seen hellier you should definitely watch it it's it's like a four or five maybe six part series or whatever and it's um these guys did this investigative documentary where they were looking into kentucky and they were looking at these these three toed like beings or creatures that were coming out of the caves supposedly and you know kind of attacking and harming farmers and things like that um they'd started getting because they kind of went down the rabbit hole and then they started like talking about like trying to summon like pan or something and it freaked me out because as i was reading these stories about satyrs it was tied to pan mm -hmm. by the way yeah, it's like, because was Pan like an old demigod or a god? Much, it was like yeah. a, basically a demon. A nature demon, deity. Order. That had yeah. his own creatures that did his will and stuff, yep. right? So there you go. And the thing is, is like the hellier thing, real quick, if you are from Kentucky, we may not have any followers from Kentucky, but if you are from Kentucky, you just come upon our show or Texas, but mostly Kentucky, Arkansas, those kind of places. Um, there's something going on there. And if you're willing to share any story, like I'd really want to hear about it because um, that's on my top bucket list of places to visit. Me and my brother here, Roman. Oh, yeah. We, we really want to go like down that way because there's definitely something going on. So one of our stories actually comes from Kentucky, the Kentucky area. So, I mean, we're going to cover a few stories here, but it's, he's right about it. And Kentucky is like, it's like this, it's almost like where we're at. We're in Utah. And so we've got Skinwalker Ranch, right? And everyone knows about Skinwalker Ranch right now. If you watch the show, you can see all these crazy things that they're finding out. There's weird evidence, Anomalies. which we're going to go there too this summer if we can, or maybe uh, spring sometime. Good luck getting into the actual location, but we'll I mean, go, we, we'll go drive around and try to fill for it and stuff. We're familiar with Duchesne. It's a great location and... Maybe I love we'll desert. catch a glimpse of like some wolfy thing running around, or maybe we'll catch a glimpse of a UFO flying in the sky like they caught. Um, but basically with Kentucky, it's like that. There's something going on there, and I don't know if it's the limestone caves that are below, that it's some kind of conductor, or if it's creatures that live down below, because those cave systems are the some of the most vast cave systems that exist in Amer in the world, really, I think. Yeah. Um, and so, who knows what's down there? Some of it, so much of that is untraveled and untouched by, by human touch, that these things could exist. They could be coming out of the ground. They could be coming out of the caves. The thing with Kentucky, too, is they're a huge hotspot for Bigfoot sightings, too. Non-stop. And the thing about it in Kentucky is that people, that, a lot of people that live out there in those rural parts of Kentucky are down-home, you know, just America-loving, just just awesome people that are just trying to get by. You know, they live for the to, weekend. They work hard, blue right. collar jobs. They just have trying great to get families. by. They have. They, they care about God, God and country. They care about their family. And the thing is, is like if they see something like this is the last they don't really tell anybody about it like the culture out there they they don't speak as much about what they're seeing if they see something strange so i think a lot of people are seeing things and they don't even report it but we're still getting tons of reports out of kentucky imagine if the culture was a little bit different out there right yeah if they're willing to speak a lot of these people and a lot of these people i mean maybe their parents taught them a certain way you know you don't talk about things that are outlandish because 
if there's no evidence and if they're looking at something like that they don't have evidence so why would they talk about it if they don't know what it is and they're just like nope i'm just keeping my mouth shut till something comes out about it then they may say something but most likely there's some pride there too which is great i mean it i understand there's you know well, yeah even in my life there's a lot of things that like all of a sudden i sit and dwell on like what happened during the day and i'm like why did i forget to tell my wife about that like that was kind of important why did i forget to tell her you know and it's just because i think we we compartmentalize some things that have happened to us and we only remember the things that are going to push us forward and so if that yep. doesn't really push you forward or like help your life like keep going like in, a, in the right focus. positive trajectory it doesn't it's not something you really want to say so i think that and i think that's why what's happening in the world with these podcasts the reason why we're doing this podcast is because we love it we love the subject but another part of it is we're just trying to just speak about it because it's fun to to really get the word out and just like let people know that there's really stuff going on out there yeah get them brain juices flowing you know everything in society has to do with that right now i mean you decide what you want to believe because the news is all over the place right and the other thing too is like for me like good example right i saw this fairy creature if you guys listen to my last episode i really did see something go back weird. and listen to our fairies episode it's i forget what number it was but it'll just say fairies i've and seen folk, i've folk. seen two of those in the folk. same location and it was strange that it showed itself twice to me whatever this is but they were different ones believe it or not different uh, sizes slightly and then i saw a bigfoot well i think that i saw bigfoot in logan utah as well and so logan's a hot spot i don't think there's anything else that that could have been yeah but there's the no thing way. that i'm trying to get at is like even so there's the, the side you were saying that people don't want to talk about it but then there's like somebody like us right we were raised with free thinking our parents were like open to a lot of stuff especially our mom who raised us mostly towards the later time and she was just like open to everything she has so many cool stories herself we'll have her on the podcast soon Yes, um, please please pay attention in the future. If you if, if you guys are avid listeners, we're so thankful that you're here. If you're a new listener, we're just gonna we're gonna get her on really soon. Our mom and she just has one of those voices. She she's really great at telling stories. She actually wrote a book. She's a novel writer, and so and I mean she her has book these... is called Black Reckoning, and yeah. it just is crazy. So she and it's a very dark and creepy, twisty tale. She just has a, her mind is so imaginative, but also at the same time so grounded too. And she's co- sort of a medium psychic as well. So yeah. she's had a lot of experiences. I mean, she's touched multiple multiple women's stomachs when they're not even pregnant or that they didn't even know they were pregnant and they she would say you're pregnant and you're having a boy and then later that's true that's what came true or she'll so, look at the male's eyes the man's eyes and say the you know the father and say hey you're having a girl or boy and she's yeah. pretty much always right so she we, did it with me and it was right yeah so. so we were raised by some pretty open teachings and even myself was a little leery to maybe bring up some of the stuff i saw you right. know what i mean so that's there's two sides to that and the reason we go down this tangent is because this topic right now is a is a little bit harder it's more far-fetched even for us to kind of fathom the goat man it just doesn't seem like it's possible but it does seem like it's possible when it comes to like maybe not a cryptid but more of like a spiritual entity like skinwalkers we just went down that path mm-hmm. something that is a shape-shifting abomination that is sort of a mix of different things to kind of fool us and and scare us too you know it's like the sort of the batman tactic we're referencing batman again but yeah you know just um the fear tactic thing like if you see something that's not supposed to exist it's pretty fearful you know you get nervous about it all right after that tangent, we got some gripping stories, y'all. Here we go. So I'm just going to dive in here to a few things that I'd found on just on the web. So here's one of them. It says, um, Goatman's stories originated in the early 1970s with Prince George's County following the disappearances and or deaths of multiple dogs. What's the thing about dogs anyway? I wonder what it's like. I mean, if this thing is flesh and blood, maybe it's eating dogs. But I don't understand. Is it like, okay, dogs were attacking sheep their whole life? You know how there's like dog herding? Oh, yeah. And it's like sheep. a payback. Is it like a payback? Like some kind of retribution? It's like, I hate dogs more than anything. I don't know, but here's the thing. is like, you can't prove, this is, it kind of reminds me of the chupacabra thing a little bit. You can't prove 
that the goat man is actually the culprit doing this, right? It's just that the dogs are turning up dead or they're disappearing. But anyway, it says, which were later attributed to the creature. However, given the condition of remains, the deaths may more likely have been the result of passing trains. And what's the deal with trains, too? We're going we're gonna to have a theme kind of going here that, that's either trains or trestles of trains, um, you know, bridges, with uh, which remind me of tr- the troll stories, like the old troll stories of, of the old days. By the way, this is weird. Billy Goat Scrap. What's the Billy Goat uh, storyline? Billy Goat Scrap? Isn't that yeah. what it is? Yeah, and they have the troll that they're trying to go over the bridge and mm-hmm. escape. Weird. That's kind of weird. Now it's opposite. The now goat opposite. is the one that's down below. Right. Despite evidence to the contrary, stories of the Goatman's existence continued to circulate, especially among local students. Graffiti reading, Goatman was here, was not uncommon, and law enforcement would habitually receive calls of reported sightings. Now that's weird that it's a habit. They were getting all these sightings coming in, so that's weird too, right? I mean, that's eyewitness accounts. But what way to make people think, this is what I'm going to say on the opposite side of this, what way to make people think that something isn't real by posting it everywhere, like making it a joke, right? Right. Like sometimes you see all this Bigfoot stuff in Oregon, and I believe Bigfoot's everywhere, but and in Oregon he's definitely there. But I think it makes it seem like a joke sometimes, and people are like, "Oh, it's not real," and it's kind of funny. It's like it's what celebrities do; they say things out in public and laugh about it, but they're sort of really involved in it, right? Right. And well, here's the other thing too. I don't know what the 1970s looked like in Prince George's County. But, like, here's another weird kind of almost conspiracy theory. Um, imagine being somebody who's, like, in charge of tourism, like, for the government of a, a specific city or county or town. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we need to get people here. We're not getting enough tourism, right? Sometimes I think this happens. I think they come up with some something and say, oh, this we're having all these sightings of oh, this yeah. creature or, or UFOs. It's like, and then all of a sudden people are flocking because they're like, oh, we want to go see, we want to see this thing, right? So it brings like, people in. There's, like, little truth sprinkled with a lot of money and fortune involved who knows like it's kind of both ways i guess you right know, but it says the creature was commonly claimed to have a human face but with a body covered in hair however descriptions differed on whether Goatman greater resembled a hairy humanoid or a human with a lower portion of a goat similar to the fawns of greek mythology so i said i said fawns were i said satyrs were greeks it's actually the romans that said satyrs and the greeks were the fawns yeah well, I do know a lot of people that look like that first description, though. Hashtag hairy people, you know? I play basketball with some that were like, you, you touch them once and it feels like Scrapes you're getting you. pricked and you're sweating really bad and they're sweating way worse because there's hair everywhere and who knows, you know? Human face. Hashtag hairy body. All right, so let me just continue real quick. So it just says, Goatman was rumored to reside in a makeshift shelter in the wooded region of northwestern Prince George's County near the vicinity of Bowie. Occasionally, it was rumored that the Goatman would venture out and kill a dog or rush up abruptly beating cars with an axe. So What's with the axe? Yeah, what's with the axe, but also what's with the makeshift thing? Like, it's kind of weird. Like, if he's been around longer than humans or if this thing has lasted as long as it has, if I'm thinking mythological creature survive through the flood or whatever in my mind which i don't think that but i'm just saying if that was the case it's making a makeshift fort dude i, I made like, a makeshift like, fort in ninth grade with roman over here and we i feel fun. like at that point you have a mansion and you have a, a ton of guns you have yeah. like 40 guns you're set yeah you got like a, a you got like a full-on you know place underground with guns you and, might even have a time machine at that point you oh know? yeah if you're that ancient and that smart and that intelligent you know but the axe saying. does make me think old school right mythological but it also makes me which think is, demonic could be time slip could be demonic so it scares things. me because, again, our mom's going to be on here. She had a story about a, a demonic character that visited her when she was sleeping with an axe. So it's weird that there's those weird parallels in general that I've heard in other people's stories, too. Messing with the Ouija board or different things that have creatures with an axe. Well, and also just the goat 
as you said off air, we were kind of talking. Is famously the the Baphomet. It's like the devil. It's like what the devil's depicted as, right? Is a goat head and a human body. So like this whole thing is really just from just a, a an artist standpoint, just a visual standpoint, really looks like the description of like the devil. Wasn't characters. there a movie we were watching where like somebody's driving down the road and it's like a nighttime and it's like dark and they hit like a goat creature and then it's like laying on the road and it's like behind the car and they get out of the car and it's laying there for a second. And then it, like, goes through the forest, and then it comes back and hits their car again, and then it gets in the back seat. Yeah, I don't know what, what that was. That, was. that was probably some really scary movies. So here's the problem with me and Jaren, is that we sit and watch these scary movies, especially I force him to watch them with me. Yeah, during, he forces me. During the Halloween time, and literally, Halloween for me starts September 1st, and it ends October 31st. I watched so many more scary movies this year than I ever have. Because we started two months. It was two months deep. So let me just continue real quick anyway. But okay. yeah, I do remember that movie. I just don't know what it was. But that it, tangent vibe. Yeah. According to some variations of the legend, Goatman is said to have once been a scientist who worked in the Bellsville Agricultural Research Center. In this version, an experiment on goats backfires and the scientist mutates into a half-man, half-goat creature who begins aggressively attacking cars in the vicinity of Bellsville, Maryland. Now that's a Batman villain. That's a Batman villain. We were just looking at Man Bat and he's very much like that. Well, if that's the case, though, like if it if it did happen that way, if that's the real legend, what would be scary is it had more babies or multiple situations to create more of these. But also it went more goat mentality than it went human mentality, which is strange. Yeah. Why would it? According to the University of Maryland folklorist Barry Pearson, the Goatman legend began long, long, long ago and were further popularized in 1971 when the death of a dog was blamed on the Goatman by local residents. Now, here's the question I have. Why are they blaming it on the Goatman? Like, if, unless they're seeing it happen, right? Are they seeing this happen? Are they witnessing the dog getting shredded from some goat creature? What makes me think there's some truth in? Why are they saying that? Why are they blaming it? You know, somebody might have saw something. And then... This also ties me back again to Chupacabra, which translates to goat sucker. Right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it translates to goat sucker because it was back in like Venezuela and Mexico and some of the South American cultures, Latin America. They Alpacas were, and they stuff. They were finding dead goats originally. Mm-hmm. And they were they had these these little tiny marks like a vampire on their neck and their blood was completely sucked out. We're going to do a whole episode on Chupacabra because yeah, we need to. One. We really need to. But anyway, I just had to tie that in because that's really interesting. But yeah, so I don't know. It's, you know, it could be just the result of bored teenagers just like trying to get a rise out of you know younger kids like younger grade school kids and trying to scare the crap out of them i don't know what to what to claim i mean this is 1970s and 1970s it seems like that was kind of the time to really like you know yeah. kind of bully them a little bit but and also stuff. it's the time where there's not like social media and stuff there's right. not like a lot of reason to push something like this why would you pedal push something like this right so who knows i i kind of almost understand i almost believe what they're saying in some way right Yep. Okay, so upon some research that I was doing for the Goatman subject, I was looking into, before Roman showed up here at my apartment, it's called the Asani or Anasi, I think, I can't remember what his name is, but Anasi or Asani, yeah, yeah, Goatman story, right? And it's a staple, like, people talk about it all over the online situation, they're saying, like, this is a classic, and it's one of those things that scares me all the time. Now, mind you, it is a creepypasta, like, his his title is creepypasta. It is creepypasta, and I feel bad, I mean, we usually don't give credence to creepypasta or, like, um... Um, what's his name chills those type of no. people because they're trying I will to say, here's what i will say about it is yeah. that i think that some truth stories go on to so do i pasta i don't think it's all fake i think there's a lot of fake stories on same there with chills great writers yeah. we've seen chills on youtube he'll he's like now nah, this is chills he has the weirdest voice okay right. but he talks about this stuff right on his on his youtube channel some of it is pretty legit but other times i see him post stuff and i'm like dude that was so debunked and everybody yeah. makes fun of it and it's so weird so take this with a grain of salt but there was a story that this guy told 
told and it sounded really legit and honestly if like we tell it here and hopefully they'll actually just make a movie of it it'd actually be a really cool movie yeah but paraphrasing here this gentleman was probably 16 at the time his name was Anasazi or Anasi or something like that and I think he was Native American his cousins were Native and so they were in Alabama I can't remember what part of Alabama it was but they were going camping right and they decided to just have a group of friends cousins and some friends and there's some girls that they were like neighborhood girls in the area which we grew up with too we had some neighborhood girls we'd hang out with yeah it reminded me of our upbringing a totally bit. yeah and it was Alabama, so it was like southern and stuff. So he said, like, these, you know, we were camping, and um, the dad knew, the dad of one of the family members, that they were going to go camping in this forest nearby their farmhouse or whatever. And this, you know, neighborhood person that was, he said, a white guy with a rifle, and his son showed up. And they were just, like, doing all kinds of stuff. There was fire pits. There was all kinds of stuff going on at night. But they said that they started hearing, um, or smelling, rather. The first thing that they noticed was a smell of copper and, like, you know, like when you have a bloody nose and your nose just like dries up, it smells like copper or like iron, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. But it also reminds me of electrical fire a little bit. Like when you hear, when you smell an electrical fire smell, it kind of has that cop, burned copper because I think they use copper in chips yeah. and stuff. And so it has this really weird. Yeah. Um, so this kid. It that, could be electronic or it could be like demonic a little bit. With like exactly. Blood. It makes yeah. me wonder if it's like a supernatural thing. But this kid says that he's, they all started smelling this copper smell or this weird burnt iron smell. And they were cooking and stuff. So like, oh, was there? like a, a iron that we left on was there a pan that we left on and they looked around they couldn't find anything and there was a fire pit and everything they had their tent set up and everything and there was this old um cabin that they were staying in that's part of somebody's um land right and they started noticing there was like eight of them i think or eight or nine at the time and most of them were cousins they had a few girls that were in the neighborhood that were hanging out with them and they were telling ghost stories doing all the classic stuff you do at that age trying and, to scare girls because it yeah. makes them want to hug you and and this kid that was telling the story was from like the big city but his the people he was staying with were from this town and it was a small town so they would make fun of him like he was some city slicker which was kind of fun for him at first and he's like, it's funny, they're all making fun of me, I'm the city slicker, so they're trying to make it even scarier at first, right? But then, all of a sudden, all of them start getting scared because they started smelling that smell. Um, there was this person that uh, they thought that they knew, his name was Tanner, was one of the kids that was one of their friends, but it was like an imposter. Like, it was by the fire pit, but he was turned the other way, and it ended up not Facing being... away from the fire. Away from the fire, yeah. away from all the people. Like, back to the people. With no emotion. Mm -hmm. And then, also, when they were walking up to the cabin, there was another person also by the side of the trail and he was doing the same thing turn the other way kind of like almost imitation laughing without making the noise and so it was like so shoulders like shaking bumping and bobbing yeah. up and down but what wasn't with shaped, no sound yeah, yeah wasn't turned towards the trail and they're like dude you're scaring us who are you and then it just wouldn't turn towards them and so they had all these weird situations that were happening around this time that they were staying out in this campsite um, where this cabin was right and all of a sudden they noticed they were eating bratwurst in their cabin and this is like the same night or the next night. And there was eight of them, right? And they had 12 bratwursts. And everybody's... No, there was 12... There was 11 of them at the time. Right. And they had 12 bratwursts. So they made 12 bratwursts and cooked them up. And this kid was saying, I cooked them up. And um, we had Everybody four packages. Got Everybody got one. Yeah. But all of a sudden, there was... Somebody got two. And one of the cousins was like, why did you get two and everybody else got one? 
and he's like, well, I made 12 bratwursts. Um, because there's wanted, 12 of us. There's 12 of us. If you right. wanted more, then you could have asked for more. There was we another second package, package. That opened up. Right. So the dude was like, his cousin was like, bro, I, there's, how is that the case, right? And they looked around and they said it got really eerie and super weird because one, there was a 12th person in the cabin with them. The way he described but they it only had like 11. His, heart, his heart dropped. He got that heart drop feeling. And Which it still smelled like you, copper you and You get iron. that when all of a sudden you feel like you're in danger. Like, people who have been hunting or have um, been in a really scary situation, or if you're like any dangerous situation, you kind of get that feeling where it's like, oh crap, this is I'm in real. danger. It's survival mode. It's a survival thing. All of a sudden you feel like your heart drops in your chest. You yeah. know? And that is how it feels. And all night, or I, I guess it was a weekend, they were staying over there all night. Well, this this person that they didn't even know that was in this cabin with them, they said, oh, all of a sudden there was this other person in there, and he was eating a bratwurst with them, and he was right next to one of those girls, and one of those girls, he wouldn't name specifically, but he said she got nervous because he came he came over and grabbed her leg while they were eating bratwurst and like squeezed her leg and said something in a different language. And she said she got freaked out, jumped up, went over to him, and said there's this other person here, and then that's when they kind of noticed there's an extra brat that was eaten. There's 12 of us here. And they, they were literally hanging out with this 12th person for the whole day and didn't realize And that it. corroborates the drop heart feeling. It's because it's like, I think that our bodies and our souls tell us when we're in the midst of something that's dangerous, you know? Like, I think it's like a, we have six, uh, five senses, right? I think that's the sixth sense, is which is when, and we may have more senses than that, but I think yeah. that it, it'll tell us like, hey, you're in danger, you know, and it just drops. And Agreed. like, I felt that when we go ghost hunting and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, you get that feeling and you're like, you have to trust it. It's like the gut feeling. It's like, it's the same it's thing. a survival mode thing i real. describe it as a heart dropping but it's it's within your gut too and people feel it and they're like okay you know i felt it at times when it's like i'm not going to take this road and then all of a sudden you realize there's a car crash that yeah it's on that so road. weird you I'm know just... jim harold the pod father pod father right we love jim harold is one of our favorite listen to his podcast so humble so cool his podcasts are what kind of started all of us you know he's just he's the guy that inspired him all and of us. wes germer yeah I love Sasquatch Chronicles, my favorite podcast, probably. Right. Astonishing Still. Legends and all the good guys. You gotta guys. love, um, but what's her name from Mysterious oh, Radio? Mysterious Radio, uh, K-Town. There's so many good ones out there. But Jim Harold has a story where basically he was walking with his sweet uh, girlfriend, a sweetheart, whatever, and they were walking down a, a road, and they walked past this semi-truck that had all the logs that were, you know, piled up, these logging, it was like a logging semi. Mm-hmm. And he had this feeling in his stomach that said, don't walk this way, something bad's gonna happen. And so he walked around the other side, and as he was walking, all those logs came flying down on the side where Final he, destination where he would have walked, right, with his, his girlfriend and stuff, and they would have got crushed. So it, he had this stomach feeling, I, I call it a heart drop. But anyway, you have to pay attention to that because I feel like it's really you have to listen to trying to tell you what's going on. Yep. And with this story that Jaren's saying, these guys all of a sudden had that feeling. There's well, some random person feeling. in their cabin and all of a sudden with them. There's some, so somebody, somebody grabs the girl up by the legs. And they didn't and explain so what she, what this person looked like, which was so weird to me. I'm like, what is going on here? If I saw a random person in our cabin that we didn't know, I'd probably tackle that person and like take them out, like hog time or something, figure out what's going on. Right. Here. Especially when there's girls involved. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And you're trying to... Middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. But all of a sudden, there's like a door that uh, somebody knocks on the door later down the road. I think it's the next day. They try to like oversee it and just ignore it. And they just try to sleep and stuff. The next, and there was no no activity after that. But then there was the next day. They said it sounded like a clawing slash like knocking. Like a clawing knocking time. on their door of the cabin. And it was this weird, creepy voice that said... It was like different cadence than humans. And it said something like... Uh, Let me yeah. in. They, they described something. it like... Um, you know how like cat and dog videos when people teach their dog or cat how to speak like an English word? Like huskies really are good at it. 
and cats, cats, do it cats too. will say like, are you coming? There's a video where the cat says, are you coming? And it's so weird to me. Yeah. But that's what they describe it as, is like this weird creature's knocking on the door and it says, let me in. But it's like all creepy. I don't even know how to do it. And it freaked me out. I get chills just thinking about it. And they get um, terrified, right? And one yeah, of the they're like, what do you want? Who are you? Or something, yeah, they right? shoot through the door and it doesn't, it doesn't communicate for a while. And then it just it gets ignored again. And then the very next day, an older cousin that's 19, all the other kids are 16, 17, um, shows up. And he says, there was another girl that was with you guys. Is she here? Is she coming back? Because I saw her coming up the trail and she had like this slack jaw look. And she was looking super awkward and she wouldn't answer me. Is she coming back? And they're like, we sent her away because she was like super awkward. We don't even know if she was the right per- like if she was a real person. Right. It was super awkward. So... I know that's like super different than Goat Man because it really wasn't like a goat creature, but the area was all about Goat Man and the right, lore. Right, the legends were in the lore were and the Native heavy American and kid that was part of that was saying like it's Goat Man, Goat Man's coming I after us. I think it us. was the, one of the cousins kept saying, it was. "Hey, it's Goat Man. This is yeah. Goat Man doing all this stuff." Mm-hmm. And so that makes me wonder like, is this thing is this thing a shapeshifter? More of a shapeshifter, kind of like a skinwalker. Like, is this thing kind of like where you know, or like a fairy even, where it can do all these things to kind of show us something that it is or isn't, and like just mess with us, you know? And like, and that's what it seems like. I mean, if it was in their freaking cabin, that's creepy. eating hot dogs or brats with them, and they had no idea because it looked like a person, but you know, it wasn't probably talking. That's the thing. It, like, it was it just wasn't a body talking. there. And no, most like, people, most people, like most creatures that we talk about here, have to be invited in. Like even yeah. Bigfoot. There's stories of that weird cabin where it gets attacked by all these Bigfoot creatures out there throwing rocks and they're knocking on the doors trying to get in. And that's like by Mount Rainier, right? Yeah. Um, but they don't get in because there's not a really a way to get or in. Like the black eyed kids, black eyed kids, all go. those different things. Like, they can't get in unless you invite them in. just let us in. We're not going to hurt you. We just need to use your phone. Yeah, right. That's That's the way they talk. It's so weird. Bro, everybody has a phone. What do you... I'm not giving you my phone. I'm not letting you in my house. They have no idea what's going on, these black-eyed children. You guys heard our story about this a couple episodes back, but... We're definitely going to do another black-eyed children story because it's just just such a deep subject. What about that one kid that, like, runs up to those people in the cul-de-sac and he's, like, not dressed for the winter and he's, like, almost naked and they're all dressed in coats? He's not wearing shoes, and he's, like, asking him these weird, awkward questions. The weird thing about that one is that he was older, (coughs) like, he was their age, because these kids were, like, young college students, and this person that ran up on them was, like, that age kind of group. And I just wonder if it's like maybe that's what they'd be comfortable like, like seeing, accepting, in especially their mind. like two in the morning or one that you know it's late and they've been partying and stuff. You know, I just think that whatever these things are, you said they have to invite it in. There's a chance that like the reason it was in that cabin with this goat man story is that one of them let him in. They probably just said, "Hey, we're all hanging out. Like, yeah, come on in. Like, come on in. Yeah, you're friends. Yeah, it's like you're one of the crew. We don't know who you are specifically. And they just but didn't even realize that it was something else. You that's know? probably right. Yeah. And then the other one showed up, another entity. Yeah. Or it was the same one, and we didn't let him in anymore in this story. And now it's knocking on the door trying to get in again. It's, right. There's some creepy stuff with this, you guys. It's insane. All right. Well, I want to tell you a little bit about something that's called the Pope Lick Monster. What do you think of when you think of that name? Like, Pope and Lick? Pope Lick Monster. Isn't that Tootsie Pop where you're like trying to look in the, the wrapper and see if you can see the star on the wrapper so you can get some kind of extra Tootsie Pop? So the Pope Lick Monster is a legendary part man, part goat, or sometimes part sheep creature reported to live beneath a Norfolk Southern Railroad trestle over Floyd's Fork Creek in Fisherville area of Louisville, Kentucky. Here we go again. Kentucky's got some crazy stuff, you guys. We've got to visit. Urban legend. In most accounts, the Pope Lick Monster 
named after the Popelik Creek below the Popelik Train Trestle, appears as a human-goat hybrid with a grotesquely deformed body of a man. It has powerful fur-covered goat legs, an alabaster-skinned face with an aquiline nose and wide-set eyes. Short, sharp horns protrude from its forehead, nestled in long, greasy hair that matches the color of the fur on the legs. Some things that freak me out is two things. What's the aquiless nose? What does that mean? I think that means the long. Like protruded long. Like almost like a deer nose slash goat nose. And then like like the wide eyes. I'm just always freaked out. Again, Pan's Labyrinth, if you've ever watched those types of shows, it's always really creepy with those things. You know, they make the eyes really far apart. And yeah, I mean, goats, they're they're prey, right? So their eyes are always on the side of their face, which is so funny. Predators, they look straight forward. Prey looks sideways, you know? The part that I thought was interesting was the alabaster skin face. Like, that's white. That means, like, plaster really white pale, skin. Right? You know? And then the greasy hair. And greasy like, there's hair. There's some really good descriptions here. The thing about greasy hair that's weird is it suggests that it, it's earthbound. That it's, you earthbound. know, not it showering. Shower. You know, yeah, that kind of thing. But numerous urban legends exist about the creature's origins and the methods it employs to claim its victims. According to some accounts, the creature uses either hypnosis or voice mimicry to lure trespassengers to the trestle to meet their death before an oncoming train. How often have we heard that? Voice I feel like mimicry everything has all these creatures have voice mimicry like they know how to mimic human cadence which is strange so to off me. air we were just talking about bigfoot and the fact that they like do this sound because i was listening to um bigfoot and beyond what Terror is it? in the woods no it's a uh, bobo cliff and bobos okay from finding bigfoot they have their own podcast you should listen to it. it's really I love good bobo they always they both have heard and experienced during their time doing finding bigfoot and doing bigfoot investigations have heard so many sounds that mimic other things that should not exist in the woods like and a the lot car of door machinery type sounds and specifically the car door shutting yeah so my thought on that is that you hear this heavy metal door slamming right it sounds just like, like that. and so if you're in the woods you're like what is that sound is there a car approaching so you start looking for a car your normal brain so also you just that. like you pull away from what you're doing right if you're investigating bigfoot and stuff and all of a sudden you just pull away and you're trying to find the truck the car or the truck whatever and it's not there and i think bigfoots have a way of mimicking that so that you are distracted and then they're they're maybe they can run the other way right exactly. maybe they're like in a tight spot behind a rock that you're going to catch them right away. But look, the natives have stories like this about like voice mimicry where it's like, hey, they always warn their, you know, the younger children and stuff. Hey, if you wander in the woods, these creatures, these things will lure you by saying little things or like, like baby enticing cries. you. Yeah, exactly. A baby cry like that reminds me of the, the one in the waters where the babies are crying and people... There's a lot of missing 411 where it does that. Right. Which is another weird tie, you know. Yeah, so I think all these things are sort of connected, but it says other stories claim the monster jumps down from the trestle onto the roofs of cars passing beneath it yet other legends tell that it attacks its victims with a blood-stained axe it also has been said that the very sight of the creature is so unsettling that those who see it while walking across the high trestle are driven to leap off wow i think i mean if i saw a goat man with like those wide apart eyes and the whatever alabat whatever you said with the nose i can't remember what the word was for that and like the pale skin aquiline nose aquiline nose yeah. you got the oily hair like wide oh set eyes goodness. yeah i i literally probably would just either jump off or run as quick as i could the other way i think way. fight or flight i'd be ready to fight at that i'm point. not carrying a nine every day if i was carrying a nine every day i'd probably be blasting that thing whatever it was but right other legends explain the creature's origins including that it is a human goat hybrid and that it has it was a circus freak who vowed revenge after being mistreated in one version the creature escaped after a train derailed on the trestle which actually links the pope lick monster to the legend of the ghost train which is also cited on the trestle other versions claim that the monster is really the twisted reincarnation of a farmer who sacrificed goats in exchange for satanic powers 
It's weird that you say farmer and it's weird that you say trains because there's those two things, right, are connected from earlier when we were talking. Yeah. And then my next story I'm going to tell is involving a farmer. So I don't know what's going on with that. I know goats and farmers go hand in hand, but I think that's just weird. It's just weird. There's too many connections with all this stuff. Like there's a folklore that carries along state lines, if that makes sense. Well, if I'm David Polites, right? I'm an investigator. Is that how you say it? Polites? Polites, yeah. I'm an investigative <laughs> Polites, journalist of no some idea. sort, or I used to be maybe some kind of um, law enforcement. Mm-hmm. You try to find ties that kind of connect all these things, right? And yeah. so we're starting to do that with this goat man thing. It's like there's always a bridge of some sort, like a trestle. Uh, a train is sort of involved or some overpass. And then this thing is here with like an axe. They always have an axe. And it's there to scare passerbys to jump to their death or to commit suicide or whatever so there's something to all these legends and they're in different states like this is kentucky but we talked about texas you know mm-hmm. before and this is this is probably a global alabama phenomenon. we're gonna phenomenon. talk texas next right yeah tell us the story because I'm, I'm done with that one so this is probably the most famous Goatman story you guys it's called Goatman's bridge legend and if anybody's ever looked into this like Goatman phenomenon this is kind of the main story that you'll probably see first and i think it's really interesting it's the old Alton Bridge is what it's called, also known as Goatman's Bridge. It's a historic iron truss bridge connecting the Texas cities of Denton and Copper Canyon. It was actually built in 1884, which is an uh, awesome time. If we had the medication we had now, I'd love going back in those days and being so wide or bad in my mind. It'd be amazing. I don't. I wouldn't want consumption. I wouldn't want any other sicknesses, so I don't want to go back that way. But the Goatman's Bridge legend, okay, it says, Locally, the bridge is known as Goatman's Bridge, as it's said to be haunted by half-man, half-goat figure called Goatman. The belief is based on a legend of a black goat farmer named Oscar Washburn, who was said to have moved his family to a residence just north of that bridge. A few years later, though, Washburn, having become known as the dependable and honest businessman and dubbed the Goat Man by locals, displayed a sign at Alton Bridge, which is this bridge, right? Reading, this way to the Goat Man, because he was a goat farmer. So he was the one that put that sign up. He put that sign up. Yeah, that's cool. Which is cool. Like, he's mm-hmm. trying to get business, right? Using his little nickname as, like, Yeah, a, he knew he was known as Goat Man, so there you right. go. That's cool. This way to the Goat Man. Right. But the success of a black man, though, was still unwelcome to many, especially at that time in 1938. Klansmen in the local government crossed the bridge and kidnapped Washburn from his family. They hung a noose on the old Alton Bridge, and after securing it around his neck, threw him over the side. So they didn't like that he was, like, getting fame and just sort of doing his thing. doing well for himself. Which yeah. sucks. Like, yeah. can you imagine? That's sad, dude. It's definitely It was definitely hard back then. Not so much anymore, but definitely hard back then. And it said, when they looked down to see if he had died after they threw him over the bridge, the noose was empty. Can you imagine? What the heck? So in a panic, they returned to his family home and they slaughtered his wife and his children. Ugh. But it says reportings of sightings by local citizens of a half-man, half-goat with fur and scales. That's a weird... Uh, point the scales part yeah. in july of 1969 led to believe that a mysterious creature lived in lake worth newspapers reported the alleged sightings including one in which the monster landed on a man's car after jumping out of a tree that's so common they I jump know. out of a tree onto a car right and We've another in which times. it threw an automobile tire at a group of people so it's weird that like there's um things it's that physical are, it's sure. physical yeah yeah um but regarding this washburn story um where he was the goat man right it says locals warn that if you cross that bridge at night without headlights as the clansmen are said to have done in the past you will be met with on the other side by the goat man ghostly figures and strange lights are said to appear in the surrounding woods as well as reports of visitors being touched grabbed and having rocks thrown at them 
it's weird because this is in Texas, and if you look at um, Ghost Adventures, which I don't know if all their stuff's legit. It seems like they might not be Yeah. Some, in some ways. I really like stand with Nick Groff on their stuff if sure. you ever look into Ghost Adventures. Yeah, Nick, Nick is definitely more credible, I well, think. Well, he left because he said they weren't credible, so I do struggle with under you know listening to what Zach and Aaron and the Ghost Adventures side say. But I do see the video here, and it does show that they went to visit this bridge, and Aaron himself, the cameraman, got thrown 20 feet. Who knows oh what if that's true? We don't know, but it's definitely an eerie story, and it's always around a bridge, always around a train, like you said. And well, we have we even have folklore like that here in Utah. Like you can go up to whatever canyon it is, and you can like it's oh Ensign um, like, Canyon, right? And there's that uphill, and you can it, you shut off your lights, and you just like park. You shut a off your bit, lights, you don't press the brakes, and all of a sudden you start to get pushed up the. You hill. You put your car in neutral, bit. and your car gets pushed up the hill and sets down. This is such a common myth around the, the country. Like a lot of places have this type of myth, you know, and it actually happens like people experience it so there's something to it i don't know if it's goat man i mean that's what this episode's about but i think that goat man i think is misrepresented by a lot of different things for some reason there's this culture that says it's goat man or there's this belief that it's goat man maybe it is based on lore or something yeah like legend and lore but i think that there's a lot more to it and i think a lot of these things can be explained by other things more I'm, like I'm just supernatural open, stuff i'm in definitely general. open to the idea that there is a goat man out there like a, a satyr or like a, a fawn or whatever but if you listen to but, these stories like it's already tied to more supernatural than something like Bigfoot where there's Mm -hmm. like more natural stuff going on with Bigfoot. This stuff is more like, oh, there's lore, there's old stories, there's stuff that each town has some kind of story that connects a murder a bad situation that happened and it ties to it. And there's legit stuff that happened nowadays at this current time if you go to those places. Like, same thing. I went to this Ensign Canyon recently in Utah and I tried it. It was like four years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was able, it it literally moved my car. I don't know how to describe that, but you put it neutral and it just moved up the hill. It's so weird. And it, it really could be just like a illusion. An illusion of the eye where like maybe you, it's going you think downhill. it looks uphill but maybe it like that's the way our eyes see it but maybe it's downhill. I'm I don't believe that. I think I don't that, but see we're logic thinkers. We're right. trying to think, I think of every you aspect. can tell what like I don't think our eyes deceive us that much. I think you can tell when it's an, it's a hill. Yeah. You know? I think so. Um, I, I think a lot of scientists and like science people will say that that's what it is is some kind of illusion. But our eyes are, you and I can tell what we're looking at. You Do know you what really I mean? really trust what scientists say half the time anymore. Not that much like now. the last that much years. anymore. No. If, I, if I'm just going to be super frank and super... No, um, I think vague. they've gone, I think they've gone so far uh, to a certain I side like that caters. Yeah, it's all about money. Too rich. Sort of like what we were saying with with Ghost oh, Adventures and stuff, like yeah, how you really can't trust money. what they're doing because that, that all of a sudden now they're starting to get money and like they're starting to get told what to say and mm-hmm. what to do and stuff. And that's what science is about now. You're getting told what to say and what to do. Yep. But the thing is, is like these things, like that's the thing, we have to keep an open mind. Like um, I'm trying to say with my brother and I, like both of us are kind of like, we're open to the idea that this goat man thing could exist because here's the thing i can't deny eyewitness accounts that's i the can't thing. either if, if someone came to us like so that? this is what we're going to say if you send us a story that you've experienced a goat man encounter please send it to us send it to supernaturalstation5 at gmail.com if i read a story that you've experienced something that i'm going to believe you here's the thing i believe eyewitnesses 100 percent because you have nothing to gain you have everything to lose you know oh yeah and so you're coming out out of your comfort zone to tell somebody this and I totally understand that like again I told you early in this episode those sightings I had it was hard for me to come out and say those things you know I totally get it and we're totally open to we want you to tell us your stories because if you're willing to share it this is stuff people need to know and people don't want to talk about it for some reason and I think we're changing that norm I think this generation over the last like 10 years our generation thanks to podcasts thanks, thanks to, to Jim Harold and yeah. Astonishing Legends thank you, and, Jim, and, Jim and, Harold, and George Norrie from Coast 
to coast and Animal Planet ones. really influenced us like Survivor Man even there's finding all Bigfoot, kinds of even finding yeah. Bigfoot yeah so just come out if you're willing to do it come out we want to we believe you it's not like we don't believe you it's just where is it coming from where is it stemming from that's the question this this subject we covered tonight is not super deep but we had a lot to talk about and we hope that we piqued some interest in, in you guys to kind of research this subject and especially if you've had an encounter or your family has had an encounter or something this is definitely a subject that it matters a lot I mean we oh, don't yeah. we we don't know anything about it except for what we've read and that's just what's been published on you know like the media and stuff there there's a chance these things are out there and, and so the thing is is let's just quote the Bigfoot terror in the woods guys like carry more gun than you think you're gonna oh, need. yeah I mean in this situation those guys are right you know this the, if this thing if this thing showed up in my face I'd want to have more gun than I think I want to need can you imagine shooting out it and it just like goes through them and there's no nothing it doesn't right. affect them at all that would be scary but but we definitely appreciate you guys listening and and here's the thing we want some more subjects so tell us what you guys want us to cover we'll cover it we're here for you we're here for the listenership we're just thankful that you're you're paying attention and and we hope that something that we say may pique some interest in you something we say may may learn you something may teach you something right learn you mm-hmm. learn you um, I love that and uh and and we hope we learn from you so please send us something you know and guys we're on our 20th episode right now hopefully in like 30 40 episodes we can actually do some live video live podcasts it's definitely where we have some interviews i would love to interview you guys have actual conversations live voice to voice and just communicate i mean there's so much going on and a lot of this needs to come out and i think people are starting to want to hear these subjects that's why it's so popular right now the world's just upside down in general so these types of things are fun to hear about because we're we're more open to it than we've ever been and i i feel like even people i've talked to that never believed in this stuff are willing to talk about it a little bit now which is cool and, so and part there. of that might be the you know the us government coming out i mean all the governments around the world pretty much have already come out and said hey we have all these ufo files and we yeah. don't know what they are but now the U.S. government's the last one to do it, sadly. And it makes but, you wonder why. Why I did know. they post this now? All of and us now have, all of a sudden they're starting to say, oh, we have all these things. We don't know what they are. All of us have believed in UFOs, you guys, for 20 years. But they're finally saying it's true now. Yeah, so, so definitely be question, cautious but... of that. We definitely want to do a um, national park episode if we can soon, where we talk kind of like listen to Belief Hole. Those guys are amazing. They just covered a really great topic of, oh, yeah, of the national parks. One. I want to and, bring up Missing 411. There's so much going and, on with that. And pay attention to David Polite's research. He's doing some amazing stuff with the, the 411 stuff and the, the national parks. You no, know, I'm going to shout out somebody we've never shouted out, Mr. Ballin. I watch oh, him Mr. on Ballin's YouTube sweet. all the time. Yeah, and if you're a fan of the strange, weird, and paranormal, he's, he's a great right storyteller because he posts one or two times every week. He's yeah. awesome. So go listen to him too. He's awesome. We're gonna cover some of that stuff. There's so much that ties into all these topics that we talk about, um, and I think that the Goat Man is no stranger to this stuff. I think that the Goat Man is somehow tied in to the greater picture of what we talk about all the time. I don't think that people are lying. I really don't. I, I, there might be some liars. But well, I think try to give everybody the I benefit, really, really sure. believe that, that people have seen something and they're they're telling the truth. And that's what we're here for. We're here to listen to that and we're here to cover it and uh, kind of dive into it. So send us your topics and we definitely appreciate you guys listening and, and uh, we hope you join us next time. We appreciate you guys. Hell yeah.
special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.